Good evening. This is MC Frontalot, and this story is called Murder and Suicide, respectively, from the book collection Machine of Death. For more information, please visit machineofdeath.net. Murder and Suicide, respectively, by Ryan North. Scene. Two scientists, Dr. Roche and Dr. Nelson, are discussing experimental results in a lab. A machine is at the center of the room, wires leading from it to various terminals at the edge of the room. A handmade label, affixed to the machine by one of the technicians, identifies the machine as, quote, the machine of death, end quote. Dr. Roche. So the machine works. Given a sample of blood, it tells you how you're going to die. Dr. Nelson. Yes. Dr. Roche. And we know this because we've done experiments on lab mice and on ourselves. Once the mice started to die, we started to get 100% accuracy. And with the passing of Dr. Choman last week, it seems it works on humans just as well. Yes, we need more data points, of course, but there's no technical reason why it wouldn't work just as well on any mammal. Okay, this being the case, I have a question. Scene. Outdoors. Dr. Roche and Dr. Nelson are strolling outside, walking and chatting. So... I know I'm new here, and I wasn't around for the invention of the machine. I'm necessarily approaching this from an outsider's perspective. Yes, but that's fine. Right, so here's a thought experiment. We're going to assume that we're ignoring the animal cruelty laws. We're getting around them somehow, without jail time. Yeah, so given that, we pick out a rat. Let's call him Timmy. Okay. So we take Timmy the rat, and... We decide that we're going to kill Timmy by braining him with a hammer. Hmm. <clears throat> okay, so stay with me. We decide, we promise to ourselves that as soon as the test is done, we're going to kill Timmy the rat by smashing in his skull with a hammer. We run Timmy through the machine and it comes out killed by being brained with a hammer. Well, not necessarily. It could be any number of things. It might say killed by scientist or got hammered or what have you. We don't know why there's such variability, but there is. Right. But what all those predictions have in common is that they all fit with being hit on the head with a hammer. Correct. Okay, so we take this prediction, read it, and then we kill Timmy by smashing his head in with a hammer. Everything's fine, right? Right. Of course, if we decided to spare Timmy, then the paper would reflect that. It wouldn't have said killed by being brained with a hammer. It would have said something like died of old age or whatever. That's fine. I mean, it's crazy and creepy, but it's fine. The predictions are infallible. Sometimes they're unclear or ironic, but they always come true. That's correct. Okay, so what if we decide we're going to kill Timmy by smashing his skull in... But we're not going to do it right away. We run him through the machine and then put him in a box where he'll have food and water and be cared for. And, and we leave him there for a few months and then we brain him. The prediction's still going to be hammer related, yes? Most likely. Of course, the longer we try to keep him alive, the greater the chance that the rat might die from some other cause, a heart attack or something else we can't control. But we can know that by the prediction. If it says something like heart attack, something that's inconsistent with being killed by us with a blow to the head, then we know the rat isn't going to live long enough for us to kill it, I suppose. So let's say take a sample of blood from Timmy, and we put him in this box, this life support box. Then we take this box and we ship it overseas, overnight. We ship it to Fred, say. Dr. Mary? Yeah, 
and we tell Dr. Mary that it's coming. And then when he gets the box, let's say Timmy's survived, we've instructed Dr. Mary to open it up and kill the rat inside with a hammer at precisely 11.59 p.m., which he does without hesitation. A stroke before midnight? Sure, for drama's sake. Then, one minute later at midnight, we actually run the blood sample we took earlier through the machine. What do you suppose it'll say? Something about being killed with a hammer, of course. It's already done. Precisely. So? You don't see it? What if we could ship the box further away? What if Dr. Mary lived thousands of light years away and we could somehow get the box to him? If we set a time for him to do the killing and for us to run the blood through the machine shortly afterward, then as soon as we read the machine's prediction, we've sent information faster than the speed of light. Well, it's an interesting thought experiment, but we can't send things thousands of light years away, much less with precise timing. The rat would be long dead by the time it arrived. Sure. But if we could, even if we could, no information is actually being transmitted. If Mary's good at following our orders, he's going to kill the rat, yeah? And we could expect this when we sent the rat in the first place. Besides, we could run the test as, as soon as we take the first blood sample, and we'd already know how it's going to turn out. So yeah, we're getting information about the future, but it's not breaking any universal speed limits. The information was always there, encoded in the rat's blood. Hmm. But, but... You're just using one rat in your example. Yes, just to make things easy to imagine, we could send lots of rats. I mean, we probably would, in case some of them died for whatever reason. Okay, okay. What if we made, say, a hundred of these life support boxes and put a few rats in each? So about 300 rats. Yes, and we don't send these rats light years away or overseas. We just, we put them in storage. Each collection of rats in their own life support box. Right. We number each box, and a lab rat properly taken care of lives for, what, two to three years on average? So we put these rats in storage, and then two years later, or sooner if need be, we take them out, and we kill them. But we don't kill them all with a hammer to the head, we have a coat. Each death means something different. It'll be noisy, we can't trust the machine to make it clear exactly how each rat dies, but we've got more than one rat for each letter, and if we choose the deaths carefully, we should be able to minimize the overlap between predictions. A different death for each letter of the alphabet. Each box equals one letter. We could send a message back in time to the point when we first took blood samples from the rats. We've got to get to the lab. Hey, it's Machine of Death co-editor David Malky with a quick programming note. If you'd like to see murder and suicide respectively performed live on stage, uh, by which I mean the story you just heard, not the criminal act. Join us in San Francisco on Saturday, July 9th. The Unscripted Theater Company has a show called Act One, Scene Two, in which performers will start with the suggestion of a play, such as what you just heard, and then they'll improvise the rest of the story, another hour on top of it, to show us what happens next. This is a one-night-only live performance that will never be repeated ever. We're very excited about it. For ticket information, please visit machineofdeath.net or un-scripted.com. Hope to see you there. For more stories about the Machine of Death, visit our website, machineofdeath.net. This audio file is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial share-alike license. That means you can feel free to share it, send it around, or adapt it however you'd like, but please do not sell it, or I will murder you. I am MC Frontalot. You can find out uh, about Nerdcore Hip Hop at frontalot.com. Thank you for listening. Good evening. <laughs>